Welcome to Framework Leadership, a podcast about principles and ideas you can use today to take your leadership to the next level. It's exclusively now part of the SEU Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Kent Engle, president of Southeastern University. And I'm excited to introduce our co-host for today's show, Akeem Robinson. And Akeem serves as the strength conditioning coach here at uh, SEU. It's great to have you on the show today, Akeem. Thank you so much for this opportunity and just being here. This it's an amazing time and it's an amazing moment. So just thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. And, and uh, I've been looking forward to this for a long time because you have a lot of wisdom and knowledge and uh, mentoring guidance that I'm going to need to to uh, uh, hear and listen to and apply to my life in every way. Uh, before we jump into the conversation, I, I want to take um, a moment for our listeners to hear from you and really learn about your um your outstanding, amazing qualifications that you bring to uh, SEU. You've had experience at the highest collegiate level, both as a player and also as a coach. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your experience uh, at the Division One level and what that's like. Um, you know, at, my time at Clemson was amazing. Um, I still remember getting off the bus and the fans, the energy, and just that arena um, and just going into this place to showcase to so many people of what I've done, how I've prepared, I, I still feel that. Yeah. And rubbing the rock. And we always had the sign and it says, if you're not going to give 110%, keep your hands off my rock. Wow. And so when you touch it, it's, it's a commitment that you're about to do something. And so for me, I remember that. And I just... Clemson is such a family atmosphere. It's such a place where we want you to be welcomed. We want you to be a part of this. From the moment you're driving in, you see the tiger paws, yeah. you know, on the outskirts of the city. And it's one of those feelings that that's why I went there. Because I knew I wasn't going to be competing with a professional team. I knew I wasn't going to be competing with another school. So it, you either want Clemson or you're thinking about South Carolina. So that's an amazing yeah. time for me. And and uh, you play all, all four seasons there? Or? Yeah, I was there for five years. Uh, and in my time being there for five years, I finished my first uh, degree in three and a half. And I was like, well, I still have time on my clock. I still want to play. I still want to compete and, com and commit to this. So can I graduate in a year and a half? And they were like, yeah, if you want. And I was yeah. like, yeah, let's do it. So I my, earned my second yeah. bachelor's degree oh, in wow. parks and recreational tourism management with a minor in sociology. My first degree was in um, communications with a minor in social there too. So I wow. constantly was just moving myself forward. How much can I stretch myself? How much can I go after something and compete for something? Yeah. Division one competition. I mean, it's an amazing experience and, 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 and you know what it's all about. What, what did you, uh, what did you learn from the business of, uh, of Division One athletes? Just that what you said. It, it is a business. Yeah. And, you know, and when people say that, they kind of feel uneasy and they're like, oh, you know, well, there's athletes and, and they should be treated like that. And I agree. But understand that some people are running their business differently. Right. And not only are they running it differently, you have some people that are thinking about um, how do I put more fans here? How do I gain more revenue? You have some companies that are thinking, well, I need to satisfy the boosters. I need to satisfy the money people. And then you have some companies that think about the person. Yeah. Some companies that think about how do we pour into every one of our, for lack of better words, employees, but students, our athletes, the people that are here. And that's why Clemson to me was so special mm. because I got that. I got poured into and 
it, it wasn't a, a fluff thing. It True. was very real, yeah. you know, because when I was there, I had coach Tommy Bowden and then we didn't have a season that went the way we wanted it to go. And then halfway through the year, um, coach Dabo Sweeney took yeah, over and yeah. I'll never forget it. He said, everything's going to change. Mm. And that was the first ever meeting. He said, everything's going to change from here on out. And not saying anything bad about the old regime, but he just poured in differently. And it was, we're going to now spend a little bit more time doing this. We're going to spend a little bit more time just giving you guys that platform to be heard, giving you guys that platform to speak up a little bit more. And after they won the national championship the first time, he called everybody. He called everybody and said, we want you guys to be a part of our parade. Yeah. We uh -huh. want you guys to be a part of this celebration. So uh -huh. there was a parade from 1981, the last time, all the all way, the way. Sure. to 2016. And so it was just a crazy time. Wow. Mm. Do you get back there often? No, I don't. Because for me, I started coaching. So yeah. for yeah. me, I was like, well, there's people to pour into. So I have sure. not been able sure. to, but I still get emails. I still get invites to barbecues, cookouts, weddings, different things. And they're sending people this all the time. So I still get that information wow. from them. That's great. We're so thankful to, to here at SCU to have a strength and conditioning coach uh, with the skill and the expertise that you possess. There's no doubt about it. And uh, on today's podcast, we're going to talk um, uh, about something that I think should be important to all of us, and that is holistic health. Uh, it, it, is, it is so important, especially with what we've had to face in, <laughs> this year uh, in 2020. But the reality is that every decision that we make in life absolutely directs and affects our personal well-being, our, our personal health. When we talk about holistic uh, health, we have to realize it's more than just an exercise plan or it's more than, than just a uh, fad diet, but it must become literally a way of life. It has to be ingrained in, in a daily experience. So Akeem, I, I know you take holistic approach when it comes to training, when it comes to developing uh, our, our high-level athletes. When you look to develop a holistic approach, what factors are important and you have to absolutely consider? I think the first thing you have to consider is, who am I working with? Hmm. You know, who am I going to be spending this next six months with, this semester, this year, this journey that this person's about to be on? Who am I working with? Hmm. And so that starts with the coach. Who are they? Um, I want to get out and meet you. I want to talk to you. I want to hear what you have in mind. I want to hear kind of your heart and where you're coming from. And then I want you to hear me. I want you to see me. I don't want you to just think, give me your kids, give me your athletes, and I'm going to just take them. And I don't want you a part of this. We have to work together. Yeah. So that's the first thing. I got to know who I'm working with in that regards. And then it doesn't stop because after that, I need to know who I'm working with for the people I'm about to ask to commit their bodies to something, commit their minds to something, commit to the fact that I'm going to make you really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put you in some situations where yes, it's a back squat, but we're actually going to work on life for the next minute and a half. Wow. Yes, it's a bench press, but we're actually going to see how you handle adversity for the next three to four sets. And so I need to see that person. And, and, and that comes through conversation comes through conversation that comes through teaching and educating and so it goes down from there and then we pour into them through announcements <laughs> wow yeah i i don't know who it was i was talking with they they were had gone through a routine uh and you they said i learned i learned not only 
from a physical standpoint, what what would make me strong and healthy. But he was teaching me business uh, principles, and, and I mean, it was just a, it was an amazing thing to hear that. Yeah, you really approach it in a holistic way, which is which is amazing and wonderful. I, I know that um, I remember a particular moment in my life. I had to shift my focus uh, to the health of my uh, entire being. I was. Uh, at that time, I, I was pastoring a church and had let my physical health, you know, deteriorate a little bit because of my schedules and things like that. And I'll never forget, I had my routine physical and and uh, the doctor said, um, got to have a serious conversation with you. And he said, Kent, um, your labs have come back and you have sugar diabetes. Mm. And um, and he said, it's it's significant. And, mm-hmm. and I think at that that first test, my sugar was... It was like over 500. I mean, it was extremely high. And this was something I never expected that I would hear. I knew that I was um, overweight, but I, I, you know, I never thought uh, uh, that my health and life would be in danger. Yep. And, you know, and he's just, he's walking me through he's, and, and his words were just like, wow. He goes, let me tell you something. You're on the, you could have, you know, um, a stroke. You could have a heart attack, your, your vision problems, nerve damage, um, kidney damage, and, and, I mean, he just started going through this and he said, you're, but he did this. He said, you're in a place that if you will start making change now, Mm -hmm. you can almost reverse this. Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't think we're at a level yet where you have to take insulin, but we can start you on some things that will help. And I'm grateful that, um, you know, he, he linked, he actually linked it to this holistic approach that you're going to have to approach it in a disciplined way that is physical, that is mental, that is spiritual in, in many ways. And, and it was a great season of my life. And I began to realize from that point on discipline has to be everything in your life. And literally, um, I'll have to, I don't have, I, I was going to bring in a picture. I forgot it to bring in, but I was going to show, I was 70 pounds heavier than I am now, mm. 70 pounds heavier. Um, and, and, you know, that was a wake up call for me and, and unbelievable. But, but Akeem, there, I, there has to be a moment when you realize the importance of developing that holistic approach in your own life. Yep. Tell me about that. Well, and, and. To your point, and thank you for sharing that, because I, I read that in your book, and you're not uh, uh, disciplines in enduring leadership book, that so many people get an opportunity. Mm. I'm gonna say that one more time. So many yep. people get an opportunity. They get an opportunity to say, wow, that's this is where it is now. This is where I am now. And now you can either feel sorry for yourself, you can either regret all the things that are happening, or you can take action. Yeah. And so you took action. Yep. And so now you're trying to teach other people to have that discipline, right? And my story is very similar. For me, it took me living in my truck. Mm. It took me um, on the, well, not on the verge. I, I tried to kill myself wow. um, the night before because I was upset. I was upset that I was homeless because of a relationship that didn't work, that it, it didn't, she didn't care. And I was like, well, she's not trying. So, so she put me in this situation. But that's, not, that's not the truth. That's not how it happened. I wasn't focused. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be in a relationship. I wasn't trying to communicate. I was just thinking they should just only see my point. So it didn't happen until I hit rock bottom. Wow. So then when I hit rock bottom, and then I said to myself, I don't want to live like this. 
I remember the next day I said, I don't want to live like this. A voice came and said, well, you can either change or you can stay the same. And so that's when I created a poster and it said, I am. The very first line says, I am thankful for today. And the last line says, I am grateful if I could get tomorrow. Tomorrow, sure. And so when we come across every one of our athletes, we take that into account. Yeah. We take that perspective, we take that approach, we take that initiative, and we say, we're gonna teach you everything we can because life is coming. Yeah. And you're gonna have to make a choice. Wow. And, and hopefully, when you do make a choice, you can get back up because life will hit you. Yeah. But that's okay. You know how to respond. respond to it. Sure. So that's what we've uh, done. <laughs> so good. And I could sit under your teaching every single day. Wow, that is so rich. By the way, they just brought in this, this picture. This was me 70 pounds heavier. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, you can definitely see a... Yes, uh, yes. That's my oldest son, Davis, when he was just 15 months old. But like, you can see the difference. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if, 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 they can, can, if you can see that on there, but uh, you know, I, it looks like I have a fat suit. Uh, they're gonna okay, all right, but uh, totally different. But again, you have such a, a powerful testimony of overcoming obstacles, as you were just sharing. You you were able to position yourself uh, in such a, a place that you didn't allow, you know, these circumstances. You know, it just changed the motivation, changed the drive, and uh, and you adopted that mindset that propels you past all of that. I want you to talk to because part of the component is a real um, mental piece to it. So, so talk to me about this, this component of holistic health, the mental aspect and, and what you've learned to get your mind in the game, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so the mental piece to me, I laugh when I hear people say the mental piece, piece, because I bring it all the layers back. I take all the layers back and I say, at the end of the day, you are the only one that will know everything about you and you're the only one that will keep every secret. Wow. I'm gonna say that one more time. Wow. You are the only one that will know every single thing about you, and you're the only one that will keep every secret. So at the end of the day, if that person, me, knows so much, why don't I get to know that person? Mm. Instead of beating that person up every day, instead wow. of being my toughest critic, instead of saying, oh, you messed up, oh, you still have this, oh, you're not going to be this, why live with that person if they know all of these things and still have kept some very tough secrets? Mm. Wow. Get to know that person. So to me, it's a daily routine of loving yourself, loving your process, loving your change. And that's sometimes very simple actions. Mm. Hey, I got out of bed today. I've been suffering with depression, but you got out of bed today. Hey, you know, I, I, I've been struggling with this class, but you still tried. tried. And you're trying now. And so now instead of discouraging your actions, um, criticizing your actions, you're encouraging yourself. You're motivating yourself. You're pushing yourself. And then it starts to change over time. You know, I know, um, I know emotions play a, a significant role in that, in, in that process. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that you have this powerful analogy about emotions being a passenger and not a driver. Expound on that for me. Well, <laughs> I'm laughing at this because I, I learned this myself and um, it's, it's very powerful. It, the, so it goes, emotions are great passengers, mm. but they're terrible drivers. drivers. So we have to work really hard 
at not letting our emotions drive us. We have to work really hard at not letting our emotions take us to our goals, our dreams, our destinations. Because it's very easy to be driving on the road and then all of a sudden somebody cuts you off and you want to react. You want to get upset. But to me, it's, am I still alive? Yeah. Am I healthy? Am I safe? And I, so I laughed at that because I originally heard that when I was volunteering at my youth service at Youth Sunday School in New Mexico. And we were telling this to elementary school kids, like kids that are 10 years old, because again, they're very emotional. And so it's, it still works today that you can have your emotions with you. You can have doubt. You can have uncertainty. You can have them with you, but don't let them drive you. Mm. That's the difference. Because there's a lot of people that have them and they say, well, you can take my keys to my goals and dreams. And then they don't make it to where they need to go. Yeah. I want to ask you something else that, that uh, I, uh, I've heard uh, about your, your style. I, I, you teach sign language to <laughs> athletes, and that has a lot to do with controlling yep. uh, emotions. So, yep. so tell me a little bit about that. So yeah, so we, again, we take different things into account. We, we take into account that a game is a very high tense situation. You might make a mistake, and I promise you, a lot of people aren't going to come up to you and say, hey, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I know you didn't mean to give up that big play. I know you didn't mean to do that, but we'll be better. It's not going to come off that way. Yeah. Or you might not come off that way. So instead of just burying it and instead of just saying this, this isn't real, this isn't happening, we teach our kids to count the 10. And so we teach them to count the 10 and we teach them to do it using their fingers. And, and so we teach them how to get to five. And then, you know, from six, it's your pinky and your thumb. Seven, you know, it's your pinky, uh, excuse me, it's your thumb and your ring. And then it's, um, you know, eight, it's your thumb and your middle finger. Nine, it's your thumb and your index. And 10 is just your thumb. And so we teach them to count that when they're upset, you can be that way, but don't respond that way. Wow, that is so good. Because wow. you still have to be focused. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to I transition um, a, a little bit into the physical aspects mm -hmm. of holistic health. I know that there are so many different opinions on how to physically uh, get in shape. Some focus on diet. Others focus on the workouts. Uh, others talk about the blended aspect. And, and I know for myself, I try to uh, work out uh, most every day and keep my diet relatively clean. But um, in your in your um, uh, professional opinion, what does it take to live a physically healthy life? For those who might not know um, where to really start, they mm -hmm. just this you know they listen to this and they go, wow, I've got, I I, I want to make a start here. And and so what what's laying the foundation for that physical aspect of it? So the first thing, um, and that's an amazing question, the first thing that we always try to stress to our athletes is an acronym. And we always give them this acronym of saying, okay, faster. Ah. And so we break it down. And so from there we say, what's the F? And F is fruits and veggies. If you're doing something with fruits and veggies, you're on the right track. If your plates are colorful, they represent the rainbow, you're on the right, right track. track. A is always hydrate. Drinking water will help because why? Dehydrated muscles are sore. Dehydrated, dehydrated muscles are just not happy. So hydration is key. The S, start with breakfast. 
Start with something because you have to now do something. You now have to go to class. You now have to be in work and attentive. So you have to be engaged. So put something in you. The T, think lean protein. Mm. And we say, count the legs. So if you don't know what lean protein is, we say, how many legs does a chicken have? Two. How many legs does a cow have? Four. Which one is leaner? The chicken, because it has two. So you count the legs wow. and then you figure out which one is leaner. And then we say E is eat often. You want to try to eat something often. If, even if you're trying to gain or lose weight, you still have to make sure you're fueling your body. It's like taking a road trip. If, if you know you need a certain amount of gas to get to this destination, you're not just going to fill up once when you needed to fill up three times. Eating is no different. So you need to have the right fuel to go through it. And then the R is rest and recovery, making sure that you have enough rest, but also taking recovery to do things. So we teach that to our athletes. But for just everyone out there, movement is medicine. Doing something is starting something. Doing something is putting you on the right track. If you can at least start something, it doesn't have to be a workout. It doesn't have to be in the weight room. Just getting up and going for a walk sure. is amazing. Yeah. You know, just drinking one more bottle of water is a gold star. You know, yeah. so it doesn't have to be these earth, you know, shattering kind of things. Just something. Movement is medicine. So that's how we teach. So and let me ask you on the on the you you mentioned, you know, eating kind of regularly. What what about these fasting things where, you know, I don't don't eat anything till noon and I only eat between noon and eight. Mm -hmm. Is that I mean, how does that play into something like that? So everybody's different. And so for our athletes, we stress to them, you might have to eat a little bit more because you're, you're going through so much. You're, you're practicing. You're, you're now having to engage at a very high level. So you probably can't afford to fast. You know, if, and if you're somebody else that's on the go, maybe you can afford to fast. We don't stress to people, this is better than the other. We stress to people, try it. And then you can figure out where you are. But for our athletes, we stress to them more eating. But to someone else, there isn't one more than the other. You just have to test them to see what works for you. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this: uh, in in the day, in in a day in your life, uh, Akeem, what is your, what would a day look like for you in holistic health? Okay, um, a day, a day in the life of me is the moment I wake up and I put my feet on the ground. I already thank God mm. because the fact that. Again, I'm grateful if I could see tomorrow means that I still have purpose. I, I still have not talked to the person you, you have put me here for. It's not about me. It's about the person that I need to grow for, that I need to learn for, that I need to give this lesson to. So the moment my feet hit the ground, I'm already thankful because you have to take that into account because somebody didn't get today. Mm. And that's the things we forget. So somebody didn't get today. So the moment I do that, I'm already thankful for it. But before that, my alarm wakes me up and that I have messages in there and it says, you are a warrior, be strong, go through the day. And so you, I, I change all my alarms to give me a quick, sure. quick wow. message. So now I have two things. Then after that, I make my bed. When I make my bed, I thank God that I can make my bed because at some point, as I told you, I was living in my truck. Mm. So the fact that I can make my bed and be humbled in the fact that I have a bed. That's powerful. Is already wow. thankful. So that's my third thing. By the time I lock my door, I thank the fact that I have safety, I have protection. Mm -hmm. And I lock the door that I did not have when I was in my truck. And then when I walk to my truck, 
I pray that it starts because a lot of people take for granted that it does start because it worked yesterday. And so for me, if it starts, I already give thanks because it started. So then from there, I've already given thanks and just been humbled in the fact that simple things that we take for granted, I have it. Simple things that we just overlook, it did it. And so I'm thankful in in those opportunities and those moments. So then from there, like about halfway through the day, I do fast. I, re- I actually do fast. Okay. And so for me, I, I go through a 15 to 18 hour fast for me. And then from there, I, um, people will probably laugh at my, my lunch. My lunch is um, nothing but pure fruits and veggies. Um, right now I'm drinking on a beet juice with celery and apple <laughs> that oh, I wow. juice from the house. And then from there, I, my dinners are my biggest meals of the night. So I, a lot of chicken, a lot of vegetables, and I have cut sugar out. So a lot of um, dates are in my things as well too, but that's what works for me. But it took a lot of experimenting and a lot of grabbing at this, test it out, grab at that, test it out, and then see what works for me. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Man, so full of incredible opportunity here to, to change myself uh, by, by listening to you. Finally, I, th- I, I want to talk about what I think obviously is the most important aspect in holistic health, and that's spiritual um, development. And it may seem obvious to some, but there are people who legitimately have no idea how to, um, how to grow in the spiritual aspects of, of life. Uh, again, I, I had the privilege to serve as a pastor, so I understand the way we did discipleship on a, on a um, community level with our, our uh, church. But what's unique about your position um, and, and what is so great about your position is that you're able to pour into these athletes um, with a spiritual dynamic as well as you train them. And the gym is normally just a formative place for athletes, but you make it into a transformative place Thank for you. our athletes. You reach into their souls and and tap into that. How, how do you use your training time as an opportunity for spiritual development? Well, the first thing we do for all of our athletes is we, we pray. And we don't pray. We give them the opportunity to pray. So we always started and we'll say, prayer, who's got it? Mm. Because again, we don't know their heart. So somebody might be dealing with something. And so that's their moment to actually have fellowship with their teammates, to say, this is on my heart. This is what I want to share. This is what I want to be heard. And then you have that moment. So we actually start everyone off with prayer. And then from there, we change the perspective to allow people to think, God is our coach. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think when you think like that, it changes everything. Because when you think of your shortcomings, when you think of your failures, when you think of uh, the things you're ashamed of, he welcomes you back in the weight room yeah. and he's coaching you. He is telling you the technique. He is giving you the right form. And he's like, no, you got it. You can do this. You can actually do these things that I've set out for you. And so that's how we look at it, that he's your coach. And no matter where you may have messed up, no matter how it may have looked, he's going to be fired up for you the next day if you come back. Yeah. If you're willing to come back the next day, he's going to coach you just as hard. He's going to pour into you just as much. And he's not going to say, well, you know what? You did that last week, so you're not going to get as good coaching from me. No, he's going to still pour into you. So with us knowing that as a staff, that's how we try to pour into our kids. That's how we try to pour. And I, it's hard for me to say, you know, our men and women, but like, because I, I look at every one of them as, as, as my kid because 
their parents, their loved ones, their guardians trusted us to do that. Yeah. And so if you give me six months, if you give me a year, if you give me four years, I'm gonna make sure I do everything in my power to teach them as best I can, because I know I'm being taught the same way. Mm. Wow. God's the greatest accountability partner we could ever have. No question. <laughs> There's no <laughs> doubt about that. We're going to move into our fire round as we close our, our, our time together. But I want us to hit four practical application points that listeners can actually walk away and take from this podcast. I'll start off with the first point. Remember that there is no quick fix to be holistic holistically healthy. I mean, you must take the time to intentionally invest in in all components of your being, spirit, mind, and body. Find what uh, works best for you. A quick uh, Google search won't always... Um, you know, hold the infinite uh, answer, but it, it's it's important. Share another principle that you think might be... Again, I'm back to the faster. Again, this doesn't, doesn't have to be something that's changing everything, but if you start off something simple, fruits and veggies, thinking always hydrate, starting with breakfast, thinking lean protein, eating often, rest and recovery, and even if you don't do that whole thing, just focus on one. Yeah. Just focus on one, you'll start to change. So that's how we look at it in our end. Yeah. I think a third principle, and you, you've alluded to this, but um, that there you know, is no quick fix to be holistically healthy. It's just not going to happen overnight. It, it takes time. You have to intentionally invest in all the components of your, your, your being, spirit, mind, and body. And then again, as you mentioned, find what works best for you. Um, that is, is going to make the shift and change in, in your life in a pretty, uh, in, in a pretty, uh, uh, tremendous way. Give us, give us one more point that would help us. And can I, I'm, I'm gonna give them two. This, this, okay. This sure. Is, Absolutely. Just two points. Yep. The first point is be like water. Mm. And I, I tell people this all the time, the Chinese proverb, water can burn through anything if it drips on it long enough. Wow. So at the end of the day, know that this is going to take time. This isn't going to just be a rush of water. It's going to be just be a drip, a small, steady drip at something you might have struggled with, a small, steady drip of, of a thought that's been in your mind for years. But you can burn at it. You can burn it away with a constant and deliberate practice. And then from there, the second one, and this is one of my favorite, it's be like bamboo. And um, it's, it's a... So bamboo, people don't really understand bamboo. So I love telling people that. Be like bamboo. So if you plant bamboo, <laughs> it actually takes seven years before it sprouts out the ground. Wow. So one stalk of bamboo takes seven years before it comes out the ground. So that's how I look at development. It needs so much strength. It needs so much endurance. It needs so much to be able to sprout out the ground that it took seven years of development. Mm. So understand that you're, if you're not where you want to be, if you know it can be better, that's fine. Just think of it like you're being like bamboo and you're being molded, you're being shaped, you're being created that when you do sprout out of the ground, you're ready, ready. Yeah. you're strong. You're sturdy. You, you can handle the storms. You can handle the rocky times and you're still standing strong. So be like bamboo. Yeah, I love that. Be like bamboo. Well, Akeem, I, I, I want to just thank you for joining me today on Framework Leadership. I, I, I'm thankful for, for who you are. 
I'm thankful that God brought you to SEU um, and you are a gift to our community uh, and to especially to our student athletes. And for all of our listeners, I hope that you leave this conversation today with a better understanding of what it, what it takes to really strive and work hard towards uh, uh, being healthy holistically. It, it doesn't matter if you think you're a healthy person or not. I mean, I sit here and think, wow, I've got a lot of work to do after listening to all of this. And, and uh, you know, there's always room to grow in every area of our lives. And just thankful for what you, uh, what you bring to, to our university community so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for just allowing me. This place is amazing. This place has poured into me. And after being rejected so many times and this being the 70th school that I applied to and only two called me and this was number wow. two. It's a, it's been a special place. Um, the people here pour into you. The people here lean on you. The people here, they push you to think differently. They push you to, to help you get outside of comfort zones and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like you said, it's not going to be an overnight thing. It's not an easy thing, but that's okay. You have people around you that can pour into you that you have people around you that you can kind of bounce ideas off of. And so thank you so much for allowing this opportunity and space. It's our, our privilege. Well, thanks for joining us today and we'll see you next time on framework leadership.